0: This is the 200 Churches podcast, episode 209.
1: He needed help in basically figuring out how everything worked together. And his main thing was he wanted to build teams. He wanted team ministry in his church. And so we worked on what those teams would look like, how they need to be led, and how to train the leaders, especially of those teams. And then along with the individual coaching, He had Tim and me come and do a couple of workshops for key people in their congregation. And so we did workshops to help them understand themselves and communicate with other people better and then to discern what their gifts were and kind of put them in their proper positions and give them confidence that they were operating where God would have them to operate.
0: And how did that go?
1: It went very well. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry, the hop and scotch of ministry podcasts. Jeff and Johnny.
2: This is the 200 Churches Podcast. I am Johnny Craig, and I'm sitting here in, what did you call it earlier, palatial? Well, it is
0: palatial, but I don't think I called it that.
2: Somebody did. Somebody referred to this place as palatial. Well, I think it was I think it was Ronnie Brown. It is somewhat palatial. Anyway, I'm sitting here with my guy, Jeff Cady. Good to be with you, Johnny. This is a cool episode and and we can we can put some fluff around it if you want. But this is a cool episode because we turned a hater into a friend. A hater? A hater into a friend. Johnny. <laughs> The face you made said, not, you, you're thinking you want to cut this uh, all out? Edit, now?
0: edit, edit. Oh no. Okay, all in good fun.
2: Yeah. We had fun. And that's the thing is we had fun. We had fun with Tim and Barb uh, on this episode. They have such great content for us. And I think we tell the story on here a little bit, of, uh, of how yeah. we came to be
0: together. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. So so this is the deal, though. Uh, what I don't want is for people to think that all they have to do is write in and disagree with us about something, and they're automatically on the podcast.
2: Realistically because you answered most of the emails that actually probably is true but
0: but truthfully (laughs) so you (laughs) truthfully we get so few of those but this one rose to the level of prominence she sent us hey you know how it was a good email constructive criticism right and so so many people don't know how to do constructive they just know the criticism well she was so constructive and so helpful that We just invited her and her husband to come on the podcast. She offered us some coaching. This is a great, this is a great episode for that. But, but, But. we received an email from Pat
2: Hendricks. Yeah, shout out from Second Baptist Douglasville, yeah, Georgia. Uh, I vacationed there. In Douglasville, do you really? Yeah, certainly. Every uh, is, every March, it's just down the road from Margaritaville, isn't it? <laughs> sure, it is.
0: Where people yeah, are wasting don't go there. away. You waste away. Don't I go there. I think so. <laughs> no, Pat Hendricks, thank you so much for that uh, delightful encouragement in an email that you sent us, saying that you just recently started listening and you do a lot of work at your church. I like how he listed
2: his job description. Oh, it's. Like both of our job <laughs> job yeah, he's doing everything, and they still have a pastor there as well. That's amazing, and he's not taking a salary; he's doing the Lord's work, so. by vocational.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, Pat Hendricks, thank you so much. Thanks for what you're doing there at yeah. Second Baptist, and thanks for the email, and tell First Baptist to move over or at least trade names with you every other year. Because I mean, you're, you're second to nobody, Pat. Pat, yeah. second to none. Second to name, first okay? in my heart. There you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Very good. So this is episode 209, and uh, we have Barb and Tim
2: Claxton.
0: Claxton. Yes. On the podcast from fulfillyourdestinycoaching.com. And uh, we're going to get right to it. Tim and Barb, thank you for joining us on this episode of the 200 Churches podcast.
1: We are happy to be here.
3: Yes. Looking forward to the conversation. Where are you two? located? Where are
2: you out of? Where do you do your ministry from?
1: We do our ministry out of a small town in central Illinois.
0: Hey, you said, that's right, you said it was near Peoria, or is it Peoria?
1: It, it's near Peoria. Mm-hmm.
2: When you say Central Illinois, all I can think about is Peoria. So I was about to ask. So is it close to Peoria? <laughs> like, that's my whole, That's it. That's all I've got. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, actually,
1: we are. Yeah, we're about thirty-six miles west. Uh, yeah, south yeah. and west of Peoria.
2: We, I drove through Peoria one time and was shocked because I I grew up in Iowa and uh and was in Iowa most of my life, so I'd heard of Peoria, and I think I just had these ideas that maybe it was like a little you know like a little town or whatever, and it's a that seems like a very nice town. Peoria seems like a nice place,
1: yeah,
0: so Barb, we were delighted to get an email from you a week or two ago, and uh, I read your email and I thought, this lady is absolutely right. I've I've got to get a hold of her cuz I have more to I have more to say than I could write in a reply. So, you and I talked for a while on the phone and in we had such a great conversation and hearing about what you and your husband Tim do that I said, would you come on the podcast and give us the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is the rest of the story after episode 204 which was why wouldn't every pastor Want to be coached like this? And it was a conversation I had with a very old friend, Ray Brandon, and we were talking about how pastors can get coaching from sometimes the most unlikely sources. and And we mixed we mixed together the word mentor, uh, coaching, training, kind of all together and lumped it up. And as it turns out, you, uh, Barb, and Tim together have a, uh, a website and a ministry called Fulfill Your Destiny, and you actually coach pastors. So tell us just a little bit about that.
1: We do coaching in what I would call a pure coaching sense because it's easy for people to confuse the idea of coaching, consulting, mentoring, and sometimes even counseling. And they really are distinct Sometimes the boundaries get a little bit blurred, but we want to come at it from the sense of a pure coaching kind of thing, which means that we do not give advice. Our relationship is a relationship of influence. It's not a relationship of authority. And so what we like to do is come alongside of pastors, really listen to their hearts, really help them discern what God is saying to them, prompting them to do or prompting them to be, and then helping them overcome the obstacles that might be in the way of that happening.
0: Okay, and you've been doing this for how long?
1: About four and a half years.
0: And what else do you and Tim do besides that?
1: We also do leadership development for churches, and we have also worked with businesses on leadership development. Uh, We do workshops, and we do group coaching, so we want to come alongside of businesses or churches, church leadership groups, and help them in their leadership development.
2: So, do you and Tim have a background in ministry, pastoral ministry? I mean, what where's the heart for the church come from? Because it's probably a more uh, you know profitable business to be coaching businesses as opposed to churches.
1: Right.
3: Well. Uh... We've been a part of church leadership for 30, 40 years. I mean, for a long time, the churches that we have attended, somehow or another we've ended up in leadership positions. And so looking from that viewpoint of a position of leadership in a church, uh, we were able to begin to identify some of the struggles that, especially small churches, because all of our memberships have been in, in small churches, have especially in the area of leadership development and support for the pastor, you know, and helping him really be able to move out in the fullness of the vision that the Lord's given him, you know, for his ministry. That experience of being in leadership, just having the opportunity to speak into pastor's lives from that reference point, really started giving us a heart and a passion for it.
2: So what are some of the common... Issues that you're running into with small church pastors, as you as you've been doing this for the past four years, what are those things that keep coming up? No matter you know, it seems like no matter where you're talking to uh, an individual,
1: I would say that something that we encounter a lot is isolation. That many times pastors feel isolated or don't have the emotional, the personal emotional support that they need in order to work through things. I've even had some say that they were lonely, even though they had a supportive board or they had other supportive people with whom they worked. So I think that is something that a lot of pastors may struggle with. And I know that even in communities, pastors can be isolated from one another, that there's not necessarily a network of support from one pastor to another or from a group of pastors to another group of pastors. And so I think that's that's really big. And even if someone isn't necessarily lonely or would say that they feel isolated, it's pretty unusual for a pastor to have another person who is willing to set aside their own agenda and just focus on the pastor, what the pastor is going through, what the pastor is thinking or feeling, what the pastor's goals are, uh, to give them undivided attention, so to speak, and to really spend the time to discern and to dissect what God is saying to them.
2: So this is a role that you play then with a pastor? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think—go I think,
3: ahead, Tim. Oh, I was just going to say, and, and sometimes what we find is pastors, you know, are getting close to what we would call burnout. You know, they just don't see the things happening that, the way that they wanted to. And sometimes they just need somebody to, as Barb mentioned, just to, to listen to them, uh, provide the support and encouragement that they need as they're trying to do all that they feel the Lord's asking them to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Another issue that is frequently on the table is a very practical thing time management, how they can get everything done, how they can learn to delegate if that isn't already the case. Uh, some pastors are interested in um, how to lead their staffs more effectively how to to be a leader to their elders, or whatever their system of government is, and and some gain, gain some leadership skills to help other people be developed as leaders.
2: Absolutely. Where do you uh, where do you find business? Because I think, um, and I can just speak for myself here. I think I'm a pastor, so I have mm-hmm. a responsibility to figure those things out. Right. Mm-hmm. The things that you've mm-hmm. described—that is my job description—is to figure it out. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm gonna. Figure it out myself, mm-hmm. and I and I think that that's maybe that's just how I'm wired. Maybe some people are more apt to look for. I think a lot coaching. of pastors would be that way. Yeah. So because I'm listening, I'm thinking all of those things sound awesome, Barb and Tim. Those sound mm-hmm. wonderful. When can mm-hmm. you start coaching me? And then there's another part that's like, figure it out, Johnny. You don't need any coach. Just figure it out. So where do you find? Clients, how what's the you know how how does the flow of pastors come to you?
3: Let me just address what you just said about part of you wants to just figure it out. I had a conversation with one pastor who was just talking to me about uh, coaching, and uh, kind of understood you know a little bit about coaching, but he wanted to, me to explain a little bit better to him. So as I explained it and what I would be able to do to to help, uh, I said so. What would you want coaching in? if I were to coach you. In this particular situation, he said, well, I need to lose 30 pounds. And so part of what we we do is life coaching. But this is what he said to me. He says, I need to lose 30 pounds. I've been overweight for like 10 years. And he says, but I don't know if I need coaching because I know what to do. And so then I asked him, I said, how long have you known what to do? And he kind of looked at me and kind of registered with him i've known a long time what I need to do i'm just know, lo- <laughs> don't, don't yeah. have the support, the encouragement, and the accountability yeah. to move forward in it and He went ahead and let me coach him, and he lost thirty pounds in three months so that's what pastors need sometimes, whatever it is they're working on that's just an example of that situation, but sometimes they're just stuck and they need to get unstuck they They know they need to be moving, but they're just stuck. yeah
0: Tim, do you tailor? Your illustrations to the people you're talking
2: to
3: <laughs> that's, thats what I. The real Tim. Yeah. I was gonna. It, I was it, gonna it's just. <laughs> it, it's just fun what you experience, you know, as you move out into the ministry the Lord's giving you, and in coaching, there's just a lot of different situations, but a lot of it comes back to uh, what I just said. It's not about more information; it's about motivation.
0: Now, Barb, you were talking about isolation and loneliness. And you said loneliness even when they may have a supportive board right there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from whence cometh the loneliness? Where Where does this loneliness come from in that kind of a situation? And is it is there something about pastoring that is connected to it?
1: In my experience with that, I think that Even when pastors have a supportive board, the board is probably looking to the pastor to have the answers. And that's a lot of pressure. And so the board may be supportive in the sense of, we love you, you're our pastor, we trust you, Um, what is your vision, tell us where you want to go and we'll get behind you. But again, they are not helping the pastor refine and define that vision. The pastor has to pretty much have it all together when he presents things to his board in many cases. So the loneliness, I think, comes from just feeling the pressure, and you're, all, you're in it all by yourself, and you've got to have the answers. And then you've got to give those that direction to other people. And so that's just a lot of pressure.
2: So you're talking about loneliness. This is, I mean, we've been doing this now for a long time, and this is something we hear a lot: loneliness and isolation. I would say are two huge issues for small church pastors. You're giving support. You're giving uh, encouragement, motivation, like you said, Tim. I think that's all. That's all awesome. What are the steps that you're going to give to a pastor? Maybe this is a secret sauce, you can't tell me. But what are the steps you're going to give to a pastor? Because at some point you're going to kick them out of the nest, right? And you're not going to be there to, you know, give them the attention and time and support that they need because they're lonely. How do you coach them to not be lonely once they're done with their coaching with you? Mm, that's
1: a good question. That's a
2: really good question.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know a lot of times in the coaching process, you start off with with meeting with uh, persons that have a particular uh thing that they want to work on. you know't say it's isolation, so you you talk to them about uh, and the thing about coaching that's different from the other uh mentoring, consulting and counseling, is you always want to help them look through the windshield, you know, and not be looking back at things, yeah, okay. This is what I want to do. Okay, let's start stepping forward and moving forward without bringing up a lot of things from the past. What can we do from this moment on? So you you build that relationship with them. You become a thinking partner with them on how they can do that. You ask the, the questions that cause them to think a little bit more and, and have the time in the coaching session to actually focus in and, and what it is they really want to do. So you might do a couple of coaching sessions a month initially until they get unstuck and they're moving forward. And what I find works out the best after those initial months of when they feel like they're, they're ready to start, you know, move out of the nest. It's very helpful to continue to have some kind of maintenance coaching, like maybe once a month or once every two months just to reconnect and, and see how things are going because it's so easy to fall back. You know, into the old ways. Yeah, absolutely.
2: What is what's the John Maxwellism, Jeff? The the best indicator of future
0: performance is past performance. There you go.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's the truth. Is we we're in our our ruts for a reason, and probably there's truth to that. That you need that maintenance, like you said. So
0: so now let's just let's rewind just a little bit, and Barb, let's go back to the content of episode two hundred and four and there was something that we, we said that was that had implications to it for you yeah, something jeff said something i said yeah <laughs> something jeff so, said so let's just talk about that just for a minute so that so that we can be sure that, that the that the rest of the story is clear here
1: my concern with what people might take away from episode 204 is that professional christian coaching was not necessarily a legitimate business they the idea that I picked up was go out and find somebody else who's doing a good job and ask if you can tag along with them and if they can mentor you and and help you. and that is wonderful, and I am not against that one bit. I wanted it to be made known, however, that there is a whole profession out there which is distinctly Christian professional coaching that um, in which people have been trained by Christian coaches, uh, intentionally uh, involving uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, intentionally doing it in a Christian worldview, and that that profession is coming about, and I think it's growing all the time, populated by people who have invested a lot of time and a lot of money to be trained specifically in that genre. And so... There is an actual profession of trained people who I believe are worth their salt. And so to do professional Christian coaching as a business, I believe, is very legit.
0: So you're, you're defending receiving remuneration for coaching clients.
1: Yes, just like you would probably defend receiving remuneration for being a pastor.
2: Ooh. Well, don't listen to the David Fitch episodes if, that's, <laughs> if you're worried about that.
0: <laughs> or, or as she said in the email, Johnny, and Johnny's Novocaine is wearing off even yeah. as we speak, yeah. for a dentist to fill your teeth. You know, you don't expect okay. that to happen for free either. And, you know, the crazy thing is, uh, Barb, that we've had Dave Jacobs, the small church pastor coach, on for probably 3 years now maybe just a little bit more and uh, of course that's how that's how he makes his living in that episode though when we talked to when I talked to Ray just so happened that Ray had an exceptional experience with a worship pastor at another church who invited him to come I think it was for a week and just kind of shadow him for that week and and the truth is not every pastor has that opportunity Or has somebody like that in their life that can do that. So for Ray, that was exceptional. And, you know, if I had to go back and say it again, I'd say, you know, keep your eyes open for maybe Mm -hmm. some of those relationships that you already have. But I wouldn't say that that it has to supplant or replace uh, consistent, ongoing coaching if you have needs in your life or goals in your life that you want that coaching to help you with.
1: I think there's there's a place for all of it. There's a place for all of it and I think that just in the conversation um, it would it was easy to confuse mentoring, which is actually what you just described with coaching.
0: Okay, is there a third word? I was thinking there was a third thing besides mentoring. Men- okay, yeah, consulting. So uh, you got counseling. Okay, counseling, consulting, coaching, mentoring. Just unpack the difference just a little bit in a few of those.
1: Okay, well, basically with consulting, the consultant is the expert. This is someone who knows their stuff, and you are basically paying them for their expertise and their advice. And when a consultant is hired, you have high expectations, and you probably pay a lot of money because the consultant is going to tell you what to do. So they provide their expertise to solve a problem.
0: Okay, so Mentor- jo- Johnny, Johnny, write that down. In the future, you and I will be consultants. Okay, yes.
1: go
3: ahead. So that's where the money's yeah. at. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> yes. this, is,
1: this is true. <laughs> for good reason, though. Now, mentoring is when you would guide from your own experience. You would share your experience that you personally had. Okay, I've been there. I've done that. This is what worked for me. You know, try that. So that's mentoring. That that's, you know, walking alongside someone, um, and saying this is how I have done it, and you should try it too. Okay, and then coaching is different in that, like I said before, it's not directive. It's um, it's a relationship, and so as you're in relationship, the coach is tasked with listening very carefully and endeavoring to ask powerful questions that will make the client think and get really to the depth of their heart issues without being um, directive or without giving advice.
0: I like that. Those are very interesting distinctions.
2: Yeah. What uh, what percentage of pastors do you think— have been coached or are being coached and that's a probably a strange question and something that's hard to ballpark but you know when it comes to small church pastors do you think that is there a lot i mean is there a lot of pastors who are out trying to find coaching or or are most pastors kind of like the dumb version of me and think they just need to figure this all out on their own and they're gonna they're gonna do it gosh darn it with a couple books and some some spirit (laughs) now
0: before you answer it i'm gonna guess before you give your professional opinion, I'm gonna guess and say like no more than five percent what do you guys think
1: well I do not know that statistic do you, right.
3: have you yeah, yeah i I'm not sure about that but I would say if you're talking about small church pastors probably you know five percent might be close to it if you're if you're a pastor at a larger church and there's a budget there for maybe that to be a part of your package because they know how important it is in order for you to to be able to handle everything that's going on, uh, I think the percentage would increase. So talk okay. about this so for a second. are talking about small church pastors, I would say it is a small percentage.
2: So how does a pastor, how does Jeff go to the board and say, you need to line item some coaching money for me? You know what I mean? Do you think the board is going to balk at that? Do you think they're going to say, what do you tell you? are the pastor. We pay you to be paid to know this stuff like <laughs> you need coaching for or, yeah. you know, what, what do you think? Is that how does a pastor go to his board and say, I need a little extra money because I need some coaching?
1: Well, of course, it's going to be individually, you know, it's going to be different for each board, each situation um, in each church. Um, I know a pastor whose church pays for him to receive counseling and they're happy to do it. They're very supportive of of paying a professional counselor for him, uh, not because he's had mental health issues or anything like that, but they recognize that it would be helpful to him. I think that one thing that could be done is that a pastor could go to their board and talk to them about the benefits of coaching Yeah. and, and help them to understand that it is a worthwhile investment of their money um, because Part of the responsibility, I believe, of a board is that they take care of their pastor. And I know that there are a lot of pastors who aren't taken care of financially, and this might fall into that category. But that's really the responsibility of a board because they are there to support the pastor. And if their attitude is, well, you're the pastor, figure it out, it's not going to be supported. It's not going to be successful. But if you have a board with an open mind and you can take them a list of the benefits and say, this is this is something that I want to do, I think that this would be valuable for me, then they might listen to those benefits.
0: I wonder how many pastors are out there right now saying, amen, amen, amen. hmm because there's uh, there's there's probably a huge need for that. And uh, Tim, when you work with pastors, your wife talked about isolation and loneliness. Uh, are there times when you alone talk to a male pastor where he may want to share some stuff that he wouldn't want to talk to Barb about?
3: Yeah, and you know, we're in a unique situation because we're both coaches. You know, sometimes if, if the person is someone that we we have some type of relationship with, we ask them, uh, well, who would you feel more comfortable with? And we're fine with it. We've had some uh, that said, well, I think I'd feel more comfortable with Barb because of this or that. And others say, well, I think I'd feel more comfortable with Tim because of this or that. So we try to match up, you know, according to what their preference would be so they don't have Uh, you
0: they don't have both of you that it's not like you're both on the line like this
3: no no it's just one or the other of us because you have to have you know that comfortable safe environment for them and Maybe they'd feel kind of ganged up on us if there were two of us, mm-hmm. and I don't know which one of us would get to ask the questions. We'd have to work that out gotcha. <laughs> as coach. But, you know, the thing is, you know, talking to a board about it, I think Barb's right on. you got to really present what the value would be, how this would benefit me as a pastor if I had this. We're really wanting to grow this church. And, you know, as we get bigger, there's going to be more skills that I'm going to have to have as a pastor in order to be able to be the leader. Uh, you know, we want to move out in evangelism and there, there would be a, a value, a benefit for me to have coaching on that, uh, to really, uh, you know, help me move out. And, and it's always said, you know, with coaching, you move forward faster. So it accelerates your, your growth in whatever area it is if you have coaching.
2: All right, Tim and Barb, here you go. Here's your shot at redemption after Jeff talked so bad about the coaching profession. Um, <laughs>
3: no,
0: I need the a- redemption. They don't need it. They're the redeemers. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
2: Give me give me a success story. Tell me tell me a story of somebody that you coached and tell me Tell me the benefit. Tell me the outcome. Tell me what happened. Give me this story uh, of success, of coaching, so that so that our small church pastor listeners, of whom they are legion, might think to themselves, I could use a little bit of that in my life.
0: But it can't be about weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> you already yes. used up your nickel on that one.
3: <laughs> but that was a, a, a real success. That, was, <laughs> that, that is was a was great was success. Balanced, You're right about that. Successful. That is very good. Well, we'll both share, and I'll let Barb go first.
1: Well, this might sound rather mundane, but I worked with one pastor who was coming into a new position. Uh, It was a woman pastor, and she was new in town, new to the position. She had a family. Um, Her husband was also in ministry. She wanted coaching mainly around managing her time. She wanted to balance her ministry and her family life. She had some personal goals that she was working on as well as ministry goals. And so we basically looked at what she wanted to accomplish and talked about goal setting. We followed up on all those kinds of things. And I think by the end of our time together, she felt very confident that she had a handle on that. So that's kind of a mundane thing, but yet a very important thing because we we do need to manage our time well and be good stewards of it.
3: Yeah, and that's certainly an area I think a lot of pastors might struggle with. My situation was as I kind of alluded to earlier is that uh got invited to coach or was approached to coach a pastor who was thinking about just walking away from it all. And uh he had just moved into a new town. And he was feeling like he wasn't being uh, accepted. The, the things that had been successful for him, and he had come as a very successful pastor in another state even, uh, he just feel, felt like it wasn't happening. So he was looking into becoming a chaplain at a hospital or something. He was actively pursuing. So in our coaching conversations, we just uh, dug down into what was causing him to feel that way, what was creating the burnout? And, and some of the things was just dealing with the people all the time and, you know, the naysayers. And so we were able to talk about how, how to be an influential leader. In other words, how do you approach the people that are naysayers? How do you uh, help the people that are sitting on the fence? They don't know which way they want to go. What can you do uh, to keep, the, you know, to move them over into being the people that are embracing what you're wanting to do? And so we were able to come up with some, uh, you know, uh, steps that he could take to begin to develop relationships with people at all those different levels. And so that was almost two years ago, and he's still pastoring and and doing well.
0: That is a success story. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm
3: -hmm. I like that.
1: I worked with another pastor who had lots of years of ministry experience but had not formally been a pastor before. And he took on a church, um, kind of a, it was a small church, but a little bit on the larger end of the small spectrum. And he needed help in basically figuring out how everything worked together. And his main thing was he wanted to build teams. He wanted team ministry in his church. And so we worked on what those teams would look like, how they need to be led and how to train the leaders, especially of those teams. And then along with the individual coaching, he had Tim and me come and do a couple of workshops for key people in their congregation. And so we did workshops to help them understand themselves and communicate with other people better, and then to discern what their gifts were and kind of put them in their proper positions and give them confidence that they were operating where God would have them to operate.
0: And how did that go?
1: It went very well. Very
0: that's, well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. People where they where they fit and where their eyes light up. That's yes. uh, That's very cool.
2: So Tim and Barb, we want to encourage people, uh, pastors who are listening, to to consider coaching. Where can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you? And what would you say to a pastor who's riding the fence right now on this issue?
1: I'll answer that question first. If someone is riding the fence on it, God is always moving. In people's lives and God doesn't stand still and if you are to reflect his nature and do his work you can't stand still either so God's put inside of you a desire to grow and to experience more and to enjoy greater accomplishments as you partner with him and we believe that coaching is the fast track to getting that accomplished as far as getting a hold of us we have a website and that is FulfillYourDestinyCoaching.com dot com. We can be emailed from the website or just from your email at info at fulfillyourdestinycoaching dot com.
2: Very cool.
0: So the website is just FulfillYourDestinyCoaching.com dot com.
3: And Tim, were you gonna? Did you have more to say on that? No. You know, we just uh, look forward to anybody that would like to know more. And a lot of times, we, you know, do an inquiry call where somebody might email us and say they're interested in, in knowing more about this and how our services are set up. Uh, ministry, I want to say. I don't want to say services. I want to say how our ministry is
1: set up. <laughs> <laughs> talk to pastors. We have to talk to talk. <laughs> yeah.
3: So we could have a free uh, call of just explaining that to them so they could find out more about it and see if that would be what they needed.
1: In fact, we always insist on an inquiry call. Uh, because we want to make sure that we are a good fit for the people that we help. And in order to really benefit from a coaching relationship, the client has to feel very comfortable with their coach. And so we always insist on inquiry call that's not part of a coaching package. It's totally separate from that. And then if they decide to go ahead with it, then we move ahead into scheduling something.
0: So yeah, Tim and Barb, we do want to send people your way. And uh, we, you know, we don't we don't charge anything for just the podcast that we do. We're at our churches, but we love we love making other people rich beyond their dreams. <laughs> so, but so glad I know we get to
1: be part of that. Yeah, you, you
0: get go. to be part of that, and and you wanted to share just some special information with 200 churches listeners. So go ahead, go ahead and do that.
1: Okay, we would like to offer a special coaching package to the 200 churches listeners during. the month of January we have five spots available for this package and this package would be for those who contact us by the end of January and we are offering a three-month coaching package for $300 and if people still want to connect with us but don't necessarily want to look into coaching right now we have another freebie which is a book that we wrote and it's an ebook about goal setting for pastors and church leaders and to get that they just need to email us and to request that so if people would like to email us and set up an inquiry call for the coaching package that would be great if they want to email for the ebook that would be great. Or if they just want to email and chat, that's great too.
3: So the coaching packages you said, that would include two 45-minute coaching sessions per month for three months for $300. And that's discounted below what we normally charge. That's a steal. That really
0: is. That's That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much. And uh, Barb, I'm so glad you reached out to us and that we got to connect here on this episode and uh, hopefully we'll be able to stay connected over the long haul
1: that would be great yes really appreciate what you guys do with the podcast and the encouragement that you provide pastors of small churches
0: Johnny I think that's the first time we've had a husband and wife team as guests on our podcast
1: yeah
2: absolutely I can't uh, I can't think of another time and they were they were good Tim and I mean, Barb rocked it they rocked yeah.
0: episode 209.
2: yes yes they did it was it was great it's a touchstone episode i will say this we've had uh, two different pastors coaches on now we've had uh, dave jacobs obviously who's like the man for us he just gave me some coaching the other day free of chart i love that guy okay dave jacobs
0: yeah i'll be calling him to make sure that it jives with what i would tell you yeah
2: you better you better not
0: that i don't trust Dave, (laughs) but
2: you know (laughs) and we've had ray holland back And both of them are phenomenal, phenomenal. This is not to take away from anything they've ever said on here. At the end of this conversation, I I thought more seriously about getting coaching than I ever have before when talking to a, a pastor coach.
0: They seem a little bit more strategic. Yes. In their approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? think that's fair to yeah. say it that way. Yeah.
2: And they were, so it's great. And if, if you are interested in their coaching, man, they've given us an offer. They've given us a deal they for have, our listeners, which is phenomenal.
0: They have given a great offer. Yeah. And this is uh, very affordable. But you have to contact them before February 1st. So you got yeah. the rest of the month of January to contact them. And if you go to episode 209 uh, at 200churches.com, yeah. and you know, if you don't know where that is, you can really just Google it. Just just put in, like, episode 209, 200 churches, and it will take you right to the page. And If on they're that listening page, to a podcast, they know how to
2: use the Internet. Our people are savvy. They are. They are. They're savvy.
0: On that page, there'll be a link. Yes. There'll be a link. There'll be an email link to yes. email them as well as to go to their website and... And just drop the phrase, 200 churches, and just ask them for the special offer.
2: I want to be like, click the microphone on the top right-hand corner of the page. There is no microphone. No, no.
0: So three months for $300. Each month you get two 45-minute coaching calls. That's four and a half hours all together. Get your
2: finance committee of your church together. Maybe that's just Earl and and Gene and you. And say, we need to carve out some money for this. Because this is an investment in the church. It's not just an investment in you, the pastor. And you shouldn't pay this out of your pocket. I mean, truthfully, your church should be footing the bill for some of this stuff. Because this is an investment in the future of your church. They invest in the pastor. They invest in the church. So I would encourage you, if you've ever thought about coaching, if you've ever been on the fence about coaching, get the church behind this and get on the phone. Get on email. With Tim and Barb and get yourself some. And
0: one other caveat is that they said there's five openings, so they can only take five. What's well, a mad rush now? So the first five to get in before the end of January. Call now. Just give them the name 200 churches and three months, $300, dollars two forty-five 45-minute coaching calls each month. Jeff, we getting some kickback from that? Uh, yeah, No. 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 We Why just, do we do this? Well, because we're nice.
2: We've been promoting people left <laughs> and right and up and down. It's fun. It's it so is fun. fun. It is no ki- I always want to tell people, like, there's no kickback. <laughs>
0: Well, That's see, fine. that that way we can freely
2: we can freely we promote about it. Yeah. without
0: fear of recrimination.
2: Yeah. So we, there you go. We've all heard the radio shows where they're like, I use a flash water heater. And you're like, you're a liar. I know you have a tank water heater. And you just you want to kick phony. back from the uh, the <laughs> yeah, subsidies. You just back. Hey,
0: listen, Johnny, today as we record this is January 17. Yeah. Yesterday was four years to the day that we dropped our first episode onto iTunes.
2: Put on a party hat.
0: Four years and one day. And how long, Johnny... Was that first episode that we dropped onto iTunes? I'm gonna
2: say eight minutes.
0: No, not that long.
2: It wasn't eight no, minutes. No,
0: it was like five and a half minutes. Didn't you get rid of it? Isn't it dead now forever? It's yeah, it's not online anymore you because. replaced it! Well, we, we replaced it with like a nine minute.
2: You were so embarrassed <laughs> of our first episode that you Well, had because to we didn't it. explain
0: what 200 Churches was, and that's <laughs> the name of the episode. And it's episode zero zero. Wow. So if you want to, you can still go back and get episode, you know, zero zero and 01. one.
2: Four years, man. If we were better at this, we'd have like a flashback episode.
0: Yeah, well, four
2: years. We've done some stuff in four years. I'll give you the files. Have at it, man. Oh, great! Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Sort through four years of. I just audio. put the NT Wright episode back up. I'd be like, this is the peak, baby. Four years.
0: It is. It is. <laughs> With
2: NT Wright. That's. It. I'm just
0: afraid. I got to make sure that I destroy all of these audio. Uh, mp3 recordings because i mean there's a lot of stuff that never made it on the air yeah and i'm just afraid that it's just sitting around it's somebody like in 2231 is going to listen to it and they're going to say wow these guys were way off 200 churches
2: after dark I'm After telling you dark. that should be the new podcast.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I just I'm <laughs> concerned. Room floor. I gotta gather my external hard drives here and People have a are like What bonfire. are they
2: talking about off the air? Oh my no, goodness.
0: You know. We're <laughs> pastors, so it can't be that bad, right?
2: Exactly. Right. Everybody knows that. Hey, thanks
0: for listening today. Next week we've got another phenomenal episode. We are just oh stacking up some great guests here in twenty seventeen. To just kick off the new year it's and good stuff. It's pretty exciting. So don't miss episode two hundred and ten. But until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast.
1: We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our Seven Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new, shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church
2: our listeners so which one of us said the offensive thing
1: um i think you're both in the running a little bit
0: oh but but johnny no 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 this is good for you johnny you weren't even on the actual (laughs) body of the call (laughs)
1: so so it was it was follow-up remarks by johnny yes
0: yes
2: Yeah, well, if if you're asking me not to throw, you know, some shade at people who are, you know, making money hand over fist on the backs of pastors, (laughs) it's the wrong podcast. But if you are, if you're doing the Lord's work, you know, we we, we're fine. So we're gonna we should we're gonna save that now. We're gonna save that.
1: If 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 I want to hear that on the outtakes, oh (laughs) you put on outtakes. I
0: love it. I love it. That's funny. That is so funny. I'll tell
2: you something right now, Barb. Uh, I have a very particular type in mind when I get into that mode of mockery, and I am confident that you are you and Tim do not fit that type.
1: Okay. It's uh,
2: it's the uh, celebrity. You got to change your voice.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just
2: describing who they are. It's once they've become. Some level of Christian celebrity, usually C-list, maybe even D-list, then they leverage their name into like, I'll have a one-hour Skype conversation with you every month about your dreams and how we can make it happen, and and, 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 and I get sick to my stomach and I throw up all over the place. So <laughs> I don't think that's what you guys are about. So if I if I, I came off that way, I apologize.
1: Well, we'll see if you throw up at the end of the podcast. <laughs> well,
3: you know, as you guys mentioned, we can probably say we've had as many criticisms as you shared, maybe three or four in the time that we've been doing, it, and it's all been good. You know, I think we're we're both pretty comfortable with where we're at, you guys, and, and we are. And so this should be a great conversation. Cool. Yeah, I look forward to it.
0: Cool. It's going to be fun. Barb, Bar- I told you he changed his voice. Yeah, when I, I do the mockery, you talk yeah, about when you
1: do the mockery, the yeah. mockery voice.
2: Yeah. Well, for only seventeen hundred dollars for a six month session okay. with me. Okay, here we yeah, go. That's up. So, are you guys ready?
1: I guess here, as ready go. as we're gonna get. <laughs> okay.
3: Barb is a little bit upset. Ready? This ready, is gonna get ready? this no. is gonna get ugly very quickly. <laughs> no, she's not at all. <laughs> no, she's not. I know when she's upset, Johnny, and she's not upset. Yeah, we're, good, then. <laughs> we're good. I've experienced. Upset oh, that's fun.
0: <laughs> okay.